Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well. Your one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey majors, this week I'm going to be talking about witchcraft burnout. I don't know about anybody else, but my practice has felt a little stale lately. I'm not motivated, and the idea of doing certain things in my practice feels a little daunting. Now, I think I'm going through a witchcraft burnout, and it's something that isn't really spoken about a lot. I listen to a wide range of podcasts, I follow various groups, and I read a lot of books and articles about witchcraft and spirituality and I haven't come across a mention of any sort of burnout in relation to this. So I'm going to speak about it, and I'm going to give tips, and what can you do? I think this episode is still relevant, even if you're not experiencing a burnout, because it's likely that everyone is going to feel a little alienated from their practice at some point in their journey. Forewarned is forearmed, And also, I just generally think there's some good insights in here into good spiritual hygiene. And it's definitely worth mentioning that this episode, it's designed to look at spiritual burnout and isn't intended for a medically recognised burnout, which requires medical support and help. Though, sometimes the two can mingle. After listening to today's show and the symptoms, please consider your own individual situation and if it requires professional medical attention. Burnout is often underdiagnosed and overlooked. But first, a shout out to my patrons. For my Midnight Majors, Stephanie H, Alex J, Stephanie M, Ruth B, Andrew F, Shirley F, and Kyrile S. For my Sugarpot Spell Majors, Praxi O, Mary W, Yolanda V, Mazegat, Gen G, Mary C, 
and Leanna T. Your support is helping the show to keep on going. Thank you, majors. I've also added a new tier to my page. You might remember from the energy episode that I did, the good, the bad, the ugly. I said I was gonna do a collective meditation. That is live today. And the guided meditation is gonna happen on the last Wednesday of every month. So that is tonight at 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. If you're already a patron, you can access this. If you aren't a member, but you wanna join this tier, it is $1.50 a month. I have no idea to change the currency. I've looked into it and it doesn't seem to be an option. So everything's in dollars on my Patreon page. There we go. So it's $1.50. It's taking place on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30 p.m. GMT. I understand that not everybody will be able to achieve this depending on the time zone. So as close as possible to the above time would be a good alternative. Why are we doing a collective meditation? Just quickly. It's based on the idea that research has shown when a group of people come together and meditate on a positive emotion, it can influence the collective on a global level. The power that a mass meditation can have is called the Maharishi effect, and it's really well documented. Often, the aim of collective meditations is world peace. Now, I didn't want to follow the crowd. Who wants to do that? Which please? Also, world peace... It's a big concept with many steps to it, so I thought I would focus on one of the smaller blocks. And initially, I thought about victory and winning against the odds in terms of equality and human rights. But then I thought that there are groups operating in the world that really do not need this intention and shouldn't receive it. Racists and other problematic groups do not need this empowering energy of victory being given to them. So instead, I thought of empathy. Our world is becoming increasingly polarised. It's becoming harder and harder for people to view situations objectively and to relate to other people's emotions and experiences. With empathy comes an understanding, and from that, the possibility of changing opinions and narratives. Therefore, it doesn't matter who is sat on which side of the fence. There'll be a meeting in the middle and an exchange of understandings and relating to one another, which, in my opinion, is something our world desperately, desperately needs at the minute. If this is something you want to play a role in via meditation, please sign up and listen to the guided meditation track I've created. Once again, taking place on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30pm GMT. Now, let's get back into spiritual burnout. Now, how does this manifest? What are the symptoms? It can look like avoiding a practice, feeling at odds with your spirituality, not being tapped into your intuition, becoming more sensitive to the energies around you and being impacted by that. There's no motivation or inspiration. There's even apathy or a lack of interest. There's feelings of being lost and possibly being disillusioned with your spiritual practice. It's not that dissimilar to a physical burnout. Caroline Bennett, a life coach, describes spiritual burnout as, quote, a deep feeling of soul weariness and spiritual uneasiness that is sometimes an extended effect of physical and emotional burnout. Spiritual or witchcraft burnouts, they tend to happen to those who work within spirituality. 
Think of professional psychics, shamans, tarot readers, that sort of vibe. As well as those who are highly intuitive, or are low-key psychic, and a burnout can really take its toll. But all of us are susceptible to a burnout. Last year, and certainly this year, has tested all of us. It seems like there is a new awful headline every day. And here in the UK, we've just reached a year's anniversary with the pandemic. It's still tearing through our communities. This alone is enough to dry up anyone's hope and inspiration. With this pandemic, I also think that many of us no longer have a routine, however you wish to interpret that from the sacred to the mundane. We don't have the stability that we used to have, and any power we have left, we cling onto. We're not energetically renewing ourselves, and that isn't a flow. And when things don't flow, they stagnate. Also, if you're like me, I'm constantly seeking, and often within spirituality, the answers that we search for lead to more questions, and we don't give ourselves enough downtime to process and gather ourselves. I certainly don't do this anyway. I'm off reading up about the next thing. Our society teaches us to be productive and to achieve, achieve, achieve. And inevitably, that's trickled through into our spirituality. Social media fuels and reiterates this, and it subtly suggests that we must practice and perform magical work every day to be, inverted commas, a good witch. And we must do X, Y, Z and jump through this hoop and that hoop. Many of us are feeling a burnout at the minute, and that's okay. Let's talk about this and let's normalise it, and given the current circumstances, it's kind of expected. So I wanted to talk about it and how you can support yourself. Spirituality ebbs and flows, and that's okay, and it's okay to have a break and to allow yourself to have a break. Perhaps you're feeling a burnout because you're going through some sort of identity crisis, or maybe you're going through a tower phase of your life, I'm talking about the tarot card, the tower, where the things you've built in your life collapse and they're swept away, and what's left are the foundations to build a new and potentially better structure. You could be going through your Saturn return, this idea that every 29 years Saturn rocks up to where it was at the point of your birth, signalling the end of a cycle. It can be deeply traumatic and troubling, and pushes you onto the correct path. Which can be difficult for some people, and for certain situations. There's definitely an emphasis placed on push in those scenarios. Witchcraft can also be quite a painful, and a deep psychological process for some, involving stripping away negative thought patterns, old and toxic religious dogma and beliefs. It's a tricky process of decolonization and reclaiming heritage, and digging into history and ancestry, which can be both brutal and traumatic in certain cases. Within this turmoil, we need to allow the psychological dust to settle in order to proceed. So, you're feeling close to a burnout or you're knee-deep in one, I'm gonna suggest some things that we can do to help heal the situation and to get you back on your broom. Regular smoke cleansing, ringing bells to clear stagnant energy, also, a little bit of a side note, I find that making loud noises to be really fun and something I did a lot of as a child, and this is something my mum can definitely attest to. 
Also, ritual bathing in salt, visualizations of being protected either with walls or in a cloak of white light, whatever works for you. All these things are your best friends right now, and we want to be thinking in terms of restorative practices. Sometimes working in spirituality too much can make us feel ungrounded. Put awareness back into your physical body. Take a shower, do a workout if you're able, go for a walk, and try and put emphasis on feeling your feet on the ground. Again, if these things are available for you. You could cook a grounding meal for yourself. Grounding foods tend to be those that are grown in the earth. So think potatoes, carrots, parsnips, turmeric, ginger, that kind of vibe. There's also other grounding foods that can be nuts and fermented foods, to name a few. You could also try doing a grounding meditation. I created one right back when I started this podcast, so if you scroll down, you could try doing this too. Also, you could look at energy centers and balancing them within meditation. I quite like this one. Go through your altar, your magical toolkit, and throw away any stale herbs, any old oils, spent candles. Everything in your toolbox should have a purpose or bring an element of joy. We want to get rid of this idea of stagnant energy and to bring in a, an energy of freshness. If it doesn't bring this element of joy or freshness, does it need to be there? Also, get rid of any old spell work that's gone dormant because that is draining in of itself. Maybe you haven't shown your money pot some love in a while? Dismantle it and redo it at a later date. You could also clean your altar and really go in and polish it too, if that's applicable. And also, try rearranging it differently. A witchy social media cleanse would be a good thing right about now. I see so much toxic rubbish about witchcraft online. Unfollow, unsubscribe, hide them, do whatever you need to do. Pay attention to what content comes up and what makes you feel good and what makes you feel rough. Find out what accounts inspire and uplift and what ones cause guilt and shame and let the purge begin. Also, you don't need to be summoning 16 deities in the one night to call yourself a witch and to practice magic. Anything can be turned into the magical, even cooking your dinner and drinking some tea. You don't have to do all of the big stuff all the time. It doesn't make you a lesser witch. Just with this idea of drinking tea, I thought I would give a blend to just encourage the subtle energies within you. So, you could make a blend of calendula, fennel seeds, chamomile, nettle, and hibiscus. I've come up with this to just really support, to provide protection and healing. Let's look at the ingredients. So, calendula is healing and is great at energetic protection. Fennel seeds we've got in there to encourage relaxation and to put some focus on you. Chamomile opens you up and places you in a state where you're more receptive. Nettle, it's protective, and hibiscus allows you to begin tapping into the energies around you. It makes you sensitive to them. You could also add gotu cola. It's often referred to as the herb of enlightenment and will get those waters flowing. Now, personally, if I'm not up reading about the next podcast episode, I'm reading books on spirituality for my own practice, or I'm reading tarot for a client, or I'm running my spirituality-based business. That's a lot of spirituality. 
and I've realized that I need to bring in a little bit more balance. And I'm doing that by just getting involved in a really good novel so I can get absorbed in it and it doesn't require me to think. And I'm also going to start reading it at night so it signals an end or a closing to the spiritual work that I've been doing. Now, Emily Lucy Knowles is a clairvoyant and intuitive healer, and she's of the opinion that spiritual work can just become another whipping tool. And I'm definitely guilty of this, because I feel that there is so much to learn, and so much to do within spirituality, that I've got to be constantly working on it. A lesson that I'm trying to learn is to just ease up on creating and manifesting and constantly trying to draw things to me and instead to actually be open to receive and also to integrate what I've learnt. Now at the point of recording, it's a dark moon. Now this normally for me would be a big night of divination, invoking a deity and working with my ancestors. Instead, to ease the dial down, I'm looking at a cleansing bath and just lying on my floor in front of my altar and listening to some binaural beats and meditating. Let's hit the simplify button. Listen to what your intuition is trying to tell you and back off a little bit. Also, I would say only learn what interests you and whatever you feel drawn to, you don't have to learn everything. Try setting strong routines, aim to be in bed at a certain time and to wake up at a certain time. In Ayurveda, the Indian system of medicine, for getting rhythm and balance back, there's a rule that you should eat before 7pm, and to be in bed by 10pm. See if you can try and incorporate something similar, this strong routine that you stick to. Try switching off your phone, and saying no more, maybe it could even look like not doing spiritual work for a set period of time, and then coming back to it with fresh eyes, having the clarity to see what works in your practice, as well as what doesn't, and as well as what's missing from it. This is your practice, at the end of the day, and you have to do what's best for you. Also, if you're doing witchcraft constantly at the request of others, and never for yourself, which say no, (laughs) say no, or at least try and get an exchange out of it so you get something in return. If you practice with people that you don't gel with, step away. Place yourself first and start to prioritise your needs. It's not selfish, it is good self-care. And don't force yourself to do magic. In some cases, it can have really unpredictable results. I've definitely been there, where I've had a big night planned and I've run about London all day and come home and thought, oh, I've got a big night of witchcraft planned and my soul has left my body. Don't do it. Also, the amount of times I felt pressured to do it from hearing people say, oh, I've never missed a full moon. I've always celebrated every Sabbath. I've always honored the new moon. I say, fuck that. If you're not in the headspace, then you're not there. Let's not force it and let's tap into our intuition and just back off. Let's go easy on ourselves. Our brains, our lives, our planet is overloaded. Try journaling. Try putting your thoughts down and feelings down on a page. Even if you feel like it's a stream of rubbish, it doesn't matter. Writing things down takes the charge out of them. Burnout could also be attributed to the fact that shadow work might need to be done. So I've done an episode on shadow work way back at the start of this season. 
check it out if you haven't, could be something to think about, could be something for you to work on. But again, balance. Let's not beat ourselves with the stick of doing shadow work all the time if we feel burnout, because that could only be adding to the problem as well. Think about what do you need to do to find that balance within you and within your life again and within your practice, because it's all going to trickle through. Also, remember what brought you to your practice in the first place and see when you feel ready if you can incorporate or focus on these aspects again. Or maybe try something that you've been wanting to delve into, something that excites you and draws you in. Also, a tip that I came across is making sure you close your circle after you finish your practice. This is something I am really bad at. You're leaving that open you're leaving a charged space, still active in a way. Close it down, dismiss the deities that you work with, thank them. It's going to signal a close in your brain that the work's done, it's over, and there's a nice full stop, so to speak. Start incorporating that if you haven't already. Finally, to end on, if you run a business around spirituality, it's going to be more challenging for you to get breathing space. You've really got to get a plan down around your downtime and so you can still make a living. Perhaps this is only taking on clients on scheduled days of the week. Perhaps you start a wait list. You could also raise your prices, but it is going to take you a little bit more organisation and a little bit more pre-planning in order for you to get the downtime that you need. The burnout will pass. Everything does. Everything passes and it's completely acceptable to need a break. The seasons ebb and flow, the moon waxes and wanes, and the energy for your craft will return. But in the meantime, don't guilt trip yourself. Be kind, be gentle as well, and embrace the rebirth and the renewal as you emerge from your burnout. Your practice just might be stronger for it. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path, and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. Shout out to Pussy Patel 373 and Witchy Tan for the reviews on podcast. I loved reading them. Thank you guys. Peace out, witches.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.